What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Not A Real Veteran podcast. I am Braxton Voorhees. This is my guest, Donor Time. Dude, Wait. how much do you miss Donor Time? Ah, oh, dude, I miss Donor Time terribly. Was Donor Time your favorite? Was Donor Time your favorite establishment or Donor Did, King, Donor Kebab? The place that I took you on the time you came to Ramstein Miesenbach mm-hmm. on leave in Ramstein Miesenbach, that little village, yeah. little one, that one is the best. If I, I remember that very well, but that one was not a chain, right? Or was right, that was not okay. a chain. That dude yeah. it was called Pasha's. It just, I just remembered that. P-A-S-C-H-A, and that dude was awesome. He was definitely like a real Turkish guy. But if you haven't had donors and you're in the audience, Google donor kebabs and find your nearest donor dealer. Yeah, and, and screw fake one. Turkish guys. Always go with the real ones. Yeah, get the most Turkish guy you can freaking find. He should have baklava coming out of his ears. All right, well, uh, let's get some ad reads over with so we can get to the fun part of the show. You can find us on everything. Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Look us up. Download our stuff. Twitter for KY.com. His name is James. <laughs> wow what did did james toyer cut his budget in half or something <laughs> nobody <laughs> told me um toyer for ky.com he's running for kentucky uh what is it house state house yep oh state house um and he, yeah he's he's a pretty good friend of the show he's actually been on before he was on on a tuesday with bootleg um so real good guy um and basically all i can encourage you to do all i'm obligated to encourage you to do is to check out his website which is Toyer for ky.com T O L L E R four KY dot C O M. All right, let's find next time a happy medium between the first read and the second read. I think you'd be just golden. Okay, just kidding. Chris By, the most pretty gangster Alaskan congressman, future Alaskan congressman ever. You can find him at itstimealaska.com. He's a great guy. They're going to do big things this year. I can't wait to see what the results of that election are, honestly. But thanks, Chris, for supporting our show. And Thank you, Braxton, I'm assuming, for putting our better logo up today. Dude, so, so it is better, but at the, it's formatted wrong. I was actually trying to fix that. Well, I say wrong. This is really nice. This yeah. is uh, fine, but I'd rather it. Yeah, uh, but the reformatting it. But those guys over at the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus, uh, they like us for whatever reason, and they uh, support the podcast. And, uh, you know, I suppose we should support them. And they just had their first T-shirt release but uh it's over now unfortunately but anyway oh one more i forgot when this life tries to break us and beat us down they send the beast just to push us around though we might exist with one foot in the grave this life and over we've still got something to save redemption redemption tactical dot com for your kit for your gear for your plates and you know, that stuff. And we didn't even need Jenny that time, did we? Let's see. Did, nope. We didn't even need Jenny that time. We got to Redemption Tactical before Jenny. So good awesome for job. us. And you know what? Speaking of plate carriers, and thank you, Jenny, for sharing that link for everybody. And tactical face masks or ballistic face masks and tack vests and all those things. We have a guy on the show tonight who uh, knows a little bit about guns because he was a Marine. And uh, he was just showing us some of his merch before the show. Hopefully, you guys are lucky enough to see some as well. If I had a dime for every time I thought of Joe Lewis, I would have 10 cents. Because I never stopped. 
What is up, man? What up, guys? Good to see you guys again. Good to see you. Let's see. Last time, last time we had Michael Lama and you. So this will be the first time you get to just hang out and be a. Be no, on the show. no, this will be no, the second time because the time is before my third that, time. Yeah, he was one of the OG guests. That's right. Yes, that's exactly one of the right. OSGs. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was You're basically a, a co-host ago. at this point, Joe. Let's just put oh, your name shit. in the credits. Yeah, let's just do it. Hell yeah, man! So how's how's campaigning been going? I see you've been out knocking on doors, getting shit done. Dude, I just got back like maybe an hour ago. Uh, we've knocked over five, I'd say close to six hundred doors in the past two days. Damn. I work people to death. They oh, they yeah. usually don't come back. They're like, this dude doesn't stop. Good. That's what it's yeah. going to take to win. But I'm like, hey, you know, if you want to win, it takes hard effort. Luckily, I've got a, you know, old Ranger buddy who's a good buddy of mine who goes and puts in some hard ass work, man. He works hard. We're spreading the message of liberty. And it, it it's, you know, it resonates. So... Dude, I saw a tweet today. I shared it on my Instagram, and I should have tagged you. I can't believe I didn't. But it, it was some guy, and he said, there need to be more libertarian-ish Democrats. And it's like, for real. You know, it's not it's not about just one party, you know, winning and championing everything. It's about everybody getting more libertarian and understanding liberty is important. Yeah, I mean, dude, parties don't even really mean anything to me. It's like you got to get in there. You got to represent your district. I mean, that's what I'm running for is basically a district commander, basically. I mean, you're a state legislator, but you know, uh, you knock the doors, you see what their, you know, what their views are and you're the statesman in between them and the government. And, you know, you push their values. You don't push your values. You push their values. Yeah understandable man so are you what are you getting out there from your constituents are you hearing um you know like a lot of support for libertarian ideas are you hearing most people want to be left alone what kind of things are important to the voters right now well it's real mixed uh lately obviously you have the abortion thing people are like super scared about which you know um i've always been on the fence with that because i am very pro-life but at the same time, support pro-choice. Like if I had to vote, it'd be pro-choice because pro-life is my view. You know, uh, sure. I can't go out and be like, well, I'd push my view. It's not how it works. Huh. Now, the 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 big problem with it, it that I see is they're pushing their religious values oh. upon everybody, yes. even though people may not actually uh, fit in that mold or – well, I don't know. God to me is like be- your relationship between the book and t- your creator is your relationship between you two. Uh-huh. You know, um, that's why, like, I'm, I would say I am pro choice because if you believe in the creator, those people will be judged when they go to St. Peter's Gate. Sure. We don't need people being the hand of God. No. Go, you know, the hand of God will, you know, pass down judgment when that time comes. We, that's why I would say I am pro-choice, even though I am pro-life, if that even makes sense. But That's very close to my beliefs in a lot of libertarians. And I think you really hit on a really core concept of libertarianism, which is just believing in something morally and then refusing to force it on everybody else in the world, which is just crazy. But I know it's, you know, abortion is a specific issue because I bet money if all your constituents wanted to ban guns outright, I bet you wouldn't go to court and do that. 
So it's like there's things that you would, you know, that you draw your line on and things that you're willing to uh, kind of listen to them on. Well, we're talking something different because in the Constitution, this is the big argument and people need to understand how this works. So when it went to the Supreme Court initially in 1973, it was a privacy issue, had nothing to do with abortion per se. So when they're like, we're banning abortion, well, there's nothing in the Constitution about and so the ninth and tenth amendment makes the states responsible to make those decisions right and people need to understand that yeah it's like that's how it works so with the second amendment i don't have to be like well my it's in the second it's second amendment of our bill of rights we don't need to even have a discussion it's already protected Mm -hmm. it doesn't need it's there it's yeah. set in stone that's why i'm like when people bring up guns and you know i'm anti-gun i'm like well i'm not sorry yeah i won't push that that rhetoric because i mean obviously you guys have seen all my toys i mean i've yeah. got i've got toys out the wazoo and i love it i train people in it from feds to regular joes you know i believe in the second amendment 100 and being responsible citizens you're not going to be responsible if you just buy a gun and you don't know how to use it. Like that's true. irresponsibility, in my yeah. opinion. No, true. Especially if you don't know how to treat one safely. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Extremely irresponsible. Yeah. So, Joe, what if what if it wasn't in the Second Amendment? What if it wasn't in writing? Because um, you know, I I like like you're absolutely right. Everything you said is 100 percent correct. But I'm careful of of coming to that argument from a legal standpoint because laws can change. You know, the amendments can still be amended themselves. There's still Supreme Court decisions. Um, so how, what would you do, you know, if it wasn't there and how do you kind of um, bridge that gap, I guess? Well, if it wasn't there, uh, man, that'd be a, a battle for the courts, which would be terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're lucky that we have that. And the courts, does the Supreme Court rules on the constitution. So yeah. They would read it and be like, well, it's upheld by the Constitution. There's nothing – if they did, now that would be some wildness. Judges are truly, though, legislators and all. They're definitely not um, you know, neutral. They're partisan. And of course. so it does scare me. Like right now, of course, I think that's very unlikely because of what our Supreme Court looks like. But if the winds ever changed in the other way or they increased the numbers and made it where it was you know, a leftist majority – it, it could happen, you know, and so it's kind of it's kind of scary. Um, yeah, it's kind of scary. I love the Second Amendment, but I try not to rely on it too much for argument because I want people to believe in the right to have guns, like you know, almost from God. Or- well, good thing that we've already have them and stockpiled them and have plenty of bullets. So I mean, if they do come at that argument, well, come and take them. I mean, like, amen. You know, come come and pry them from my cold dead hands. Honestly, yeah. like. I'm not going to hand them to you without a fight. So most veterans that I know aren't, even if they are like left leaning, I'm not left leaning. I'm very centrist. You know, I, I want to bridge gaps. As I tell people, we got to get the train back on the tracks. We got to get back to talking to each other. That's how legislation happens. Not far left or far right and far left extremism. Yeah. Those things are real things. Yeah. We, when you come in the middle and you have conversations, it's like, well, it's just like a business dealing. Like, okay, well, I don't want to pay this. I don't want to, well, what are we willing to pay? Yeah. 
That's great, man. I think that your message is going to be really um, is going to just ring really true with a lot of Oklahomans and especially people that are on the left because the right right now is so divided between people who think like you, um, which I say it's kind of more like Kevin Stitt types, but not so much. Uh, and then people who are like Trumpers who are like completely to the right force, you know, everything's about um, conservatism. So I think that's really refreshing to hear someone be like, you know, I want to bridge gaps. I'm not all about the party. And I think it might be the right time for that. I don't care at all about parties not at whatsoever it's just you have to fit into a mold to be in this game mm-hmm. you know so it's like when people are like well you seem very conservative I'm like i am i'm not gonna lie to you yeah but i am very socially liberal yeah like i do believe there is a place for government to regulate things and be involved to help people like yes like that's what it's designed to do They've, they've went like this and now it's just so extreme. Like, like, cause MAGA people drive me crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just yeah. like, that's extremist ideas Seriously. and leftists. Like you're progressives. Those are extremists. Like, like your opponent. Yeah. She's, or they are something special. I mean, like, well, the funny thing is, is people like, she never knocked on my door. She never, uh, sent me a mailer, you know, um, she never returns my email. She Did never she run out of post last time? No, no. She ran on a guy who had won three times. I mean, wow. I don't granted. I mean, I have my own, uh, theories, you know, it was the year that we were all sitting at home doing nothing. And the mail and ballots were very, uh, uh, prominent and, you know, uh, want to believe it or not there were some inefficiencies in that mail-in ballot system and sure. you know i honestly think i mean with mail-in ballots we should have to have a certified copy of an id that is notarized by a bank notary that would seal it i mean it'd be like okay here's the mail-in ballot here's their id it's notarized so if it does come back fraudulent it goes back on that notary we can put them in jail yeah, for rigging elections. That's Good at idea. least a little bit racist, though. <laughs> How dare you ask him to verify something, you racist? Verify yeah. your identity, you piece of trash. Yeah, I know. How, what a ridiculous idea to have fair <laughs> free elections. I mean, it's crazy. Dude, so do you only have one opponent? Is it just you and Marie Turner? Well, there's an independent in the general. Um, oh. I'm not really worried about that so much. I mean... The Republicans in my area love me. I talk to, I don't just go to Democrat door. I hit every door. So when I go to an area, it's not like, oh, I'm going to only Democrat. I hit every door because you can't be a representative if you only talk to Democrats or independents. You need to know how everybody thinks. And some of these Republicans are very moderate. Yeah. Some are very out there, but a lot of them, I mean, I sat down with the DA for probably 30 minutes yesterday very he didn't tell me but he could he could have went either way huh and we had a great conversation i mean we agreed on a lot of things we didn't really disagree too much but even if we did we talked about it we both bounced each other's ideas and we're like well there is room to grow there you know Mm -hmm. okay so braxton sorry i've been talking too much you have any questions um, any questions? Not really, man. I'm just, uh, I didn't have anything planned. Just, uh, catching up with the man. So yeah, Joe, I feel like something that I wanted to go back to that I thought was really interesting is just like the idea of 
you know, kind of representing your constituents directly rather than kind of like having your own beliefs, more treating it as like, um, yeah, like just a representative, which I think is a lot of people's mindset. I don't think most libertarians think that way because we're so specific principle based that we think mm-hmm. that, you know, um, basically you have a, a greater duty to libertarianism than to the people almost. Um, so what do you think? And like, do you have issues that you would put your foot down on regardless of things and say, um, I'm going to represent what Joe thinks here, even though my people say otherwise. Do you have an example? Well, yeah, like I was saying guns, like, you know, you said you'd come and cry from your cold dead hands, but let's say that there was no second amendment and all, you know, 90% of constituents in your district wanted guns to be illegal in Oklahoma city. How would you approach that? So, well, it's, uh, it's kind of a hard question to answer. Cause do we already have them and guns became illegal? Um, either, or you can, you can pick whichever part of that you'd like. Well, that's a hard question to answer because I've never lived in a country that never had weapons. Exactly. Never had, I don't, I don't know how to conceptualize, you know, I don't know how to have mm-hmm. that, that kind of train of thought because I've always had a second amendment. I've never been a European. It's never, even they had weapons there, you know, yeah, I mean, but they, they can just go, they can't just go and buy one. You know, I can just walk into anywhere and buy one. I mean, so that's a hard question for me to really have a, a, a valid answer. Cause I don't like to talk in theory um, because the theoretical, we could come up with all kinds of situations, but I'm an American. I only know what it's like to own weapons. Now, if I grew up in California or some really crazy, you know, hard to get a gun place. I mean, I don't even know if that's true. I've never really lived there, but um. I, I can't really give you a really good answer on that because I don't know what that feels like. Sure. Fair. I think Californians are okay if they use that gun show loophole. <laughs> it's just it's just the yeah. gun stores, they have a hard time, but if they go to a gun show, that's exactly. where they get all of their, you know, AR forty sevens. I and, think uh, they can have full capacity magazines. Books. Yeah. That's recent. Really? I think so. I think that's like a federal court struck down their 10 round magazine requirement. Yeah. They have 20, sure. 20 round drums. Hell yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah. What I need. Full automatic triggers. Joe, do you keep stuff in a safe? Uh, I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about that, but that's cool. Um, what good is a gun going to do me in the safe? He said stuff like, do you have like a box of crowns or, oh, never mind. That's where I keep my Crayolas, yes. Those are way more safe. (laughs) Respect. Only get them out once a year on the Marine Corps birthday. Yeah, I mean, I keep my suppressors in a safe, but guns, I mean, you come in my house, you're probably going to die. I mean, if my giant Doberman doesn't eat you. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, you're going to have some issues because... I mean, there's always somebody here. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have some in saves, but I mean, I have a lot. So, oh, yeah. You know, and just to kind of describe, like, I forget because I've been by your house whenever we um, did the campaign event the first time, but you live in a really cool district. I really love that area, man. You guys' neighborhood's beautiful, and that whole area is just awesome. So, yeah, yeah. What, what are your ties to it? And, like, what are you thinking about getting to represent it? Well, man, I grew up here. Uh, it shifted red and blue. I mean, when I was younger, obviously, it's more Republican. It's more uh, your kind of Kennedy-style Democrats, and then you have your pockets of your progressive, like, purple hair people. Um, they're not that hard to talk to, but some of them are very 
progressive. I don't even know. I mean, they're just way out there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't relate with that because I'm not a progressive. Like I don't believe in that because I think that is so far off the rails that we're never, it just, it's not ever going to work. And I hope it doesn't because it's very calm. A lot of it's very socialist and communist views and, uh-huh. you know, we want everything for free. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that works until the people that are giving it out decide that they don't want to give it out anymore. Or, yeah. You know, or they mean, want to take more from you. There's an old book called Animal Farm. Just read it. I mean, like, Seriously. it's super simple. I read it when I was in like ninth grade. Yeah, I saw yeah. something today, like some kind of meme. And it was like people forget that a government that can give you everything can take it all away too. And yeah. not just take it away, but, you know, make you a slave essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's not very many steps away. I just don't, I don't resonate with that because I've come from nothing. I mean, literally like my mom was 15 when she had us, we grew up in like a garage apartment. I mean, we grew up broke as shit. I mean, we were literally eating ramen noodles if we were lucky. I mean, a a good meal in our family was like ramen noodles with cut up hot dogs. I mean, like I don't understand that philosophy because I watched a 15 year old mother work her ass off, like work nonstop and into where she is today. That's why I would say I'm pro, you know, life because if my mom was, or I mean, yeah, if my, I mean, if my mom was just killed, I wouldn't be here. She chose yeah. to take that hard route yes. in life when everybody else told her abort, 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 your life's over. Well, her life wasn't over. It was just beginning. She chose the hard route. Yeah, yeah. it was tough, man. It was tough, but. I look she at chose to be now. responsible for her actions and to make a beautiful thing out of the world and to, you know, make the world a better place. And yeah, I mean, that's where we got to get back in this country is like responsibility. Okay. Yes. When we, if we're going to talk about, I mean, it's like, you know, if you have sex, there is a repercussion for that. You know, like you have the possibility of creating life. Well, man the hell up and be a man and be there for your woman. But support her decisions, you know, be there for her. There's so many weak men in our world today. Like they're just like, oh, bored or I'm abandoning you. You're a weak turd. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that. Like if I, I I'm not, I'm never going to be friends with anybody who's ever abandoned a kid. And I like encourage other people not to like, we should shame the shit out of fathers who abandon their children. Damn Skippy, man. Well, what happened to ongoing consent? Uh, no, since I knew this was gonna happen, so this is where a divide with Braxton and I. Wait, what? What do you mean ongoing consent? Well, okay, so this is something that came up. I think it was last week. Uh, Will basically said he doesn't, not that he doesn't believe in, but he doesn't really favor the idea of contracts or anything. Like it should be ongoing consent. Like in the military, you know, you shouldn't have to sign up for a minimum time. Like if you wake up tomorrow and decide, like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore, just everything should be ongoing consent. Which to me sounds like just you know. Well, in the military, you signed a contract. When you make a human, that is a contract between you and your creator. Like you Mm -hmm. need to man up and take care of that responsibility. And I think nobody said it's easy. Right. (laughs) You know, this is like the difference morally, Braxton. Like I definitely like believe every father should take responsibility for the result, the consequences of their action. I don't think that's necessarily the same thing um, at all. But this is a place Brax and I also have disagreed on a lot on the abortion debate in general because I'm I'm pro-choice. And- hey, I don't think – well, okay, Will might be pro-choice, but this is new that he's labeling this. It, abortion is very weird to me that it's a political issue. 
the times we live in, everything's a political issue, but, so whatever. But like what you were describing, Joe, I wouldn't describe your view as pro-choice. Well, necessarily. I think, yeah, the government should stay out of it. You know, it shouldn't be left to yeah. the government for a lot of reasons, right? I don't think um, if we are supposed to be the land of the free, I don't want to see doctors or mothers in jail for purposely aborting babies. No, that's babies absolutely or, insanity. Yeah, I mean, we say we're the land of the free, and no. I mean, that's, that's not nightmare. freedom. No. So, I mean, I'm not for uh, prohibition of it at all whatsoever. So, for me, the argument is, do you side with the mother who thinks they shouldn't have to carry this pregnancy out or do you side with the baby? And I say I'm pro-life. I side with the baby for the reason that it didn't ask to be here. You know what I mean? Versus the yeah. mother essentially, uh, if you want to mince words, did ask for the baby to be there. So, I mean, and so we all three of us agree on the end result, you know, as far as what should the laws be, but I would consider myself to be pro-life. And I didn't, I didn't know until kind of recently that Will says he's pro-choice, but I don't know if pro-choice uh, encompasses his views perfectly. I always say I'm not pro-choice, but I'm anti-prohibition. And that's kind of exactly where, like, I think we all stand. It's like none of us agree with it morally, but I still consider myself pro-choice because when it comes to that, if if you did have to divide it black and white and split the country, I would be on the side that didn't want it to be illegal. And most people who say they're pro-life adamantly want it to be illegal. And so that's kind of why I still, like Joe does, still say I'm pro-choice. But if there's a caveat, there's nuance to it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a difficult question, and it shouldn't even be a question. But we've lost the moral high ground because we, we've lost the word responsibility. You need to be responsible for your actions. I mean, if you go out and drink and drive and you get pulled over, you, you're going to be responsible for that action. Mm-hmm. If I go out and I'm irresponsible with firearms, I'm going to be responsible for that action. Your actions have consequences. You know that if you have sex or intercourse or whatever, don't just go slinging it around and expect like, oh, well, I'm just not going to be responsible for these. No, like there are condoms, there are birth control, there are morning after pill. I mean, literally, like there's no real excuse. You're just lazy. Like. Okay, if you had sex one night, I don't really care what you do with yourself, but take your you and that girl down to Walmart or CVS, buy morning after pill, give it to her. If you don't have 50 bucks, you don't need to be having damn sex. No shit. <laughs> you no know, shit. like you obviously are, you're going to create a society of just dependency on the government. Right. I mean, that's what it comes down for me is just responsibility. I mean, I will represent my district and they are pro-choice so that's what i would say i'd be like well i am pro-life but they are pro-choice predominantly so we have to you know we we are representatives of them for the government Mm -hmm. i'm not just like vote for me i'll just push my ideas and screw you people thanks for your vote i mean but responsibility man like that's such a core tenet of libertarianism, too. And I feel like that's what makes the idea different than anything on the right or left. Any other political idea, really, because it's not just political, it's philosophical and it's personal. And so in this idea that government shouldn't provide all these things to people, we also realize that we have to fill that gap. It's us who's going to be responsible for all of our actions. And that's why I love it. It's like we're not just trying to change society. We're trying to make individuals realize their place in society and change it through that culture. How do you uh, guys you just, feel, like, hitting that nail on the head? 
How do you guys feel? So I've been asked this question weirdly enough yesterday. I got asked about uh, the high speed internet thing that they're saying that, you know, you have a right to it. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Like I was like, I understand it in a sense, like, cause we are in a technological age and like some poor people just, man, internet is not the cheapest thing in the world. Right. But it's like, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I'm on the be- the fence there because it's like, well, these kids got to have the internet to do schooling. I, I don't know. Where do you guys stand on that? Because that's just kind of well, before we. What I, I've not heard anything like this. I know what I how I think I feel, but what's what's the issue? What's kind of been what's been asked? Well, yesterday Biden and Harris they came up and said uh, basically they're going to push an initiative that allows people that can't afford internet to have high speed internet. Uh, mainly it's going to affect like your rural areas, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't, it's just basically if you can't afford internet, they will, you know, subsidize it, which I hate subsidies. I do mm-hmm. because it, again, it's responsibility, you know, like go without your 28 inch rims and put internet and food on the table. A lot of times is, you know, our society just does not, put their priorities straight. They're like, well, I need these shoes. I need these clothes. It's like, Hey man, I wore hand-me-downs most of my life. Mm-hmm. So my, we had those things. My mom prioritized priorities over mm-hmm. needs. Yeah. I think that for me, it's like what I remember about, cause libertarians all want a world where everybody has internet and everybody has healthcare and everybody has food in their fridges. But I think what I always remember Besides the moral part of it, what I always remember is, you know, those things cost money and real labor goes into making all of those things. And the Internet infrastructure, real labor goes into that, too. And I know yeah. that anytime the government gets involved with a place that requires real labor like that and real money, uh, it gets worse. The quality goes down. It, it bleeds it out. Um, it makes things worse, really, ultimately, I think. And it's, it, you can't sustain that. You can't make something from nothing. So you can't just give people a bunch of free shit and it not have an actual source that's funding it and building it. So um, I'd rather see just the free market. You know, I think internet will continue to get cheaper as it already has. I've got freaking like, I don't have fiber optic anymore, but I did have fiber optic and it was incredible. And that's because I live in a metropolitan area. So mm-hmm. if they wanted it bad enough, they could come here and get more accessible. And uh, like you said, Joe, I think it's priorities. I think people need to, I think we need to live in a world where we don't cushion all of the consequences of people's actions because by cushioning every consequence of everything, we basically make people incapable of learning. And I think that's where we are and why so many people are kind of broken mentally. I agree. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with that statement. I mean, cause I am a person. It's like, I go without things if I can't afford them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well I can't have the beer I want. So I'll get one. One. that's a little less quality, <laughs> you know, but it's like, or it's like, I mean, Gosh, man, this brings me back when I first got out of the Marine Corps. I remember having $2,000 in bills and $1,000. It was like, how am I going to make it? Well, I went out and I changed a crap load of brakes for 100 bucks a pop. I mean, I was had my toolbox and I grinded it out and I made my bills on time. Yeah. And it was because I didn't want – I had too much pride to ask my parents mm who I already knew, you know, would say no, but like, cause they're like, we've grinded our life. You're on your own. Yeah. Like, my mom is not one to like, just hand out money. Sure. 
you know, and like neither is my, and I just had too much pride to even ask, like, well, just pick up a second job and go get the money and make your life the way you want it. I just, I don't side with people that are lazy. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Well, I work like a part-time job. I'm like, well, you're just lazy. You just don't want to work. You you know, it's like, don't tell, oh, well, child, man, my mom had friends that babysit me. I never went to daycare. Yeah. She had some other friend that was like, hey, I don't have a job. Okay, well, we'll allow you to stay at the house and you can babysit my son and uh, I'll go to work and we'll let you stay here. I mean, there was like all kinds of like, I don't know if people really have friends like that anymore, though. I mean, sure. True. That's an interesting thing, actually. Like, I keep seeing these memes about like people circle shrinking and just how it's kind of difficult to make friends in this day and age and stuff. And I think that's really kind of fascinating. What do you guys think about that? Like, do you think we are getting like less social and less kind of like friendship oriented? Yes. <laughs> I don't really remember what was, I mean, I don't know. I like, I mean, I have, I feel like I'm socially weird anyways. Um, I'm kind of, I like situations like being in the military where you kind of have to have all these friends. Cause I enjoyed my time with, you know, every single one of them. And I mean, I do like my circle and I do appreciate my friends a lot. Like I would like nothing more than to have like some land and me and my friends all live and work together, you know, tomorrow, that would be kind of my goal. But as far as people, I can't, I don't know. I can't speak to how much it's changed. I don't know what it used to be like. Um, but it would be, it's very easy to imagine now that our phones take up so much of our time because I spend like just all together. If you count all day, I probably spend two hours looking at memes and three and a half hours looking at reels. And, uh, just, you know, it's a lot of time. You're not doing stuff with your friends. You, you know, it's kind of like, uh, kids, you know, kids do different stuff now because they don't have to, you know, they have iPads, so they don't have to go outside and play or whatever the case may be. I think it's a downfall in society. Honestly, like, I remember the relationships I had younger, like before technology, when Nintendo was like technology. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, that, this sucks. I got to sit here and beat the game. So we just played it. And we're like, this is stupid. Let's go play basketball. I mean, it's oh, like yeah. we built like real relationship. We were outside with these people all day long. Yeah. So you got to know them better. You got to know their life, their family life. You stayed the night with them. You snuck out of the house. You played in the, you know, let's see if we can get back for the cops catch us a curfew. I mean, it was kind of like you had a different relationship. Like I see people today. It's more like bar friends. Like they want to go out, drink. And then, you know, it's like superficial in in my opinion. There's There's a lot lot of, a lot of superficial friendships where it's just like, if you're not going to do for me, I don't want to be your friend. It's like, man, I do for a lot of people. I don't expect anything. I'm just like, whatever, man, I don't really care. It's not what friends are really for is to be, you know, superficial friends. I mean, I think for so many people, it's like an Instagram or like Facebook, like mascot or like model, you know, like I, I dated this girl over a year ago. Who's just like, just like that. Like her friends and her, she'd talk about them, like how much she loved them and stuff. And like would post pictures, just like you said, they'd go out to the bars and stuff. But then they would like, never actually have like real hangouts and like talk to each other. And when they did, it was like really clear. They didn't actually know each other or get along even Mm -hmm. just like so sad that people are willing to 
sacrifice the real experience for like a substitute or a picture of it almost. Yeah. When you meet a chick that has like all these girls that dress in like, you know, bar clothes and all their pictures are just them doing, I don't know, stupid shit like duck lips or all like taking these groupie pictures, but you never see them like in normal life. Yeah. You know, it's like, they're never like doing anything outside of like, let's be seen. Yeah. I'm sure they do, but it's like, it sucks that, Maybe That's a couple so, of like, them. fixated on that. It's like a couple of them may be tight, but like within the group, it's just like a bunch of BS friends, you know, True. just, Oh, it looks cool. Cause we know a bunch of people. We, look, we get a bunch of likes cause we have a bunch of hot girls in our pictures. By the way, man, uh, have you still been training BJJ? Man, I've had to, I've, I've really, I told, they called me today. Where you been? I was like, man, I'm not coming back till June. I'm hitting it five days a week on the ground. I want to win this thing. I mean, I'm running people ragged to where they're just like demoralized, but I'm like, after June, you don't have to, I won't, I won't be bugging you to like come out here and grind with me. I sweat all day today and yesterday. I mean, we were out six hours yesterday. Damn. I mean, I was, I throw water in my pack and I throw, I fill my backpack full of cards and I don't come back. I mean, that's how I roll. I want to win, man. I don't know. This isn't about, you know, when people like, well, she never knocked our doors. I was like, well, then why the hell did you vote for her? It's like, vote for people that put the sweat equity in. Yeah. They're out here grinding for you. Make sure you, you know, vote correctly. Don't, I mean, she has really burned a lot or they has burned a lot of bridges. Hmm. I hate pro. I, I, I cannot stand it. <laughs> it is really annoying. We have to modify the motherfucking English language because of the way people view themselves. Not even that. I mean, we respect you, but that's too complicated. I'll I call hate you it. Any name you want. I hate it when they're like, trust the science. And then it's like, okay, what well, do you consider biology science? And yeah. like, well, yeah, I was like, well, biology defined a man and a woman. Yeah. One, By the way, all those scientists freaking lied about yeah. COVID too. There's all this evidence now that they're all hiding facts and stuff. So of here course we are, they it. did. But I mean, it's like when they're like, trust the science. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you yeah. obviously only trust the science you, you believe in. You don't exactly. trust science because like a them or a they, and that is not science. That is a, a word. And we don't need to redefine a man and a woman because you feel that you, I mean, when I was younger, I felt awkward when you're young, you don't know where your place is in this world. doesn't need to, do you need to make up a word to be this? It's just, yeah. Hey man, fit, find your niche, your niche and just go with the flow. Like we don't need to be a 4,000 genders. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I will never support. I tell people at the door, I was like, that's, I mean, that is the one thing I will say about these Democrats that I've been knocking. They are so tired of the woke shit. Good. I heard that all day. We are so tired of the woke stuff. We're so tired of people trying to create genders. It's like, look, I don't care if you want to call yourself, let me like draw this line here. Like, I don't care if you want to call yourself something. You have that right, but we're not redefining language. Right. Right. For, for us, gender has always come from biology and from your physical makeup, and there's no reason we have to change that. And the thing is, like, I, I get that there's, like, hermaphrodites. I get that there's people who might have the, 
the brain chemistry more similar to a woman than their biological yeah. trait, you know? But at the same time, why can't they just still be men and be like, you know, feminine men or masculine women? Why do they have to redefine language and, and yeah, just change the words? What they do you don't. think, Rex? Yeah, dude, I think it, a lot of it has to do with people want to be upset. Because if you saw me on the street and you're like, hey, what's up, Martha? Like, I might be like, oh, it's Braxton. But, I mean, if you if you <laughs> wanted to call me, like, the wrong name, the wrong gender, the wrong race, like, I literally would not care. You know what I mean? And now you're yeah. going to get mad because someone isn't calling you something that's made up. Like, And when I say made up, I don't mean, like, I don't agree with your assessment of yourself. I mean a made-up word. You decide on it. Uh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever there, I mean, literally whatever you made up and people don't know that just by looking at you, like absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know why we're here. You know why we're in this. America hasn't suffered. I mean, mm-hmm. look, look at Europe, man. Europe's been in war, World war one, world war two. They got the Ukraine nonsense going on. They've had all this atrocity going on. What have we had? It's been seventeen seven. I would argue that we still felt the weight of the World War One and World War Two, and like the men who went definitely came back and were much. But greater. we didn't feel it on our soil. True. We haven't felt something on our soil since the Civil War. Well, I know a, a thousand percent. You know, strong men create good times. Good men yeah. or good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create good men. A thousand percent. That is the problem we're facing. And it's big and it's scary because, you know, times have been so good and people are so weak now. I mean, it might be a hard break. Like, it, you know, I, I do kind of worry about what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I do think that's 100% the cause of it. And we've been destroying our heroes. I mean, we're destroying Abraham Lincoln, the man who freed the slaves. Seriously. We're destroying George Washington and Thomas yeah. Jefferson. It's like, look, I get it. They own slaves. It was terrible but you got to look at it through the lens of history yeah they were in a different time period than we are today looking at it through the 21st century lens in a 1700s lens is irresponsible sure it's like we need to take those lessons we learned and not redo them yeah. It's that simple. And glorifying the people is not glorifying those actions. In fact, yeah. we don't glorify them because they own slaves. We glorify them because of the ideas that inevitably led to the freedom of those slaves. Yeah, so, exactly. I'm I mean, write even, that down, actually. even even Robert E. Lee, I've read his uh bibliography and huh. before the Civil War, I mean he was a, a hero in the American Mexican War. He built the basically uh, engineered the Mississippi River Valley. Damn. He engineered a lot on the East Coast. I mean, this is like a 40-hour book. <laughs> I mean, it's like... Damn. But he was a hero before then. And the only reason he chose to go fight for the Confederacy because he was a Virginian. And Virginia seceded. And I would do the same thing in Oklahoma. Yeah. You're an Oklahoman to your core. Like, you may not morally agree with everything that happens, but you got to side with your your you know your countrymen or your statesmen at that point, but it's just. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, no. There's my my buddy. But uh, I wanted to do some yeah, do some uh, about you. Who who are these people? Who is this one? That one's Lily. Lily. That's Michelle. Michelle. That's Gunny. Gunny. That's that's an awesome name. <laughs> He's so, guys, go to votejoelewis.com. By the way, I just Googled Joe Lewis, and it came up first. So, good job on that. You're doing good on your uh, Google. 
stuff. We got projects. We got your views. School reform, police reform, vet, veteran outreach. Great stuff. Donate here. Send him some money. And uh, Joe, we're kind of running out of time. What else do you want to plug before we skedaddle? Oh, man, whatever you guys want to. I mean, I'm not a big, you know, like, you know, uh, sponsor this. You know, I'm just, hey, man, I'm just out here. Girl. I'm a hard worker is what I am. I get out and I work. I'm not a, a big, I get yelled at all the time. Hey, you need to do more social media. You need to, I hate social media. If it wasn't for the campaign, I'd just delete it. <laughs> I mean, I can't stand it. I'd much rather just call you and hang out and drink some beer. Like, I am not a, uh, let me say happy. If you don't know my birthday, don't write me on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I like that. (laughs) Right. Well, hey, man, thanks for being on. We are uh, happy for you running, fully support you, and hope you kick some freaking ass. And 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 I reckon we'll see you again. Hey, man, if I, if when, not if, when we win this thing, I expect to see y'all at the Capitol. And let's do some good shit. Like, seriously. We got to get this. We're going to throw up. I mean, these people are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? This guy is. um, I told people this, you know, I didn't want to be involved in this, but you brought the Marine back out. I'm putting my boots back on and I'm coming to fight. You want to beat me? You're going to have to fight. Oh, yeah. You know, you may have more money and more whatever. I don't give a damn. Get out here and put sweat in because. I can go forever in the heat. I don't care. We're going to win this thing. And when we get in there, I better see you guys in there. Because we better be raising some hell. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. All right, Joe. Appreciate you as always, brother. Y'all take it easy. I love you guys. Love you too, See you next time, Joe. Hell yeah, dude. That's phenomenal. I love We got into some philosophy, a lot of politics, a lot of great stuff, man. And that's awesome. Everybody, votejoelewis.com. Uh, he's running. This is a really important race. Like he said, he's running against uh, a very far left-leaning progressive in a Democratic primary. Um, she is non-binary, very unique individual. But Did has you not just say been... she is non-binary? Oops. Oops. It was an accident, truly. And uh, she's not done good things for Oklahoma, and uh, it seems like Joe is going to. So we're super excited. Glad to have him on the show. Anything you want to plug, my dear friend? Dude, um, I got no plugs that I can think of, uh, to be perfectly honest. Just the same as always. Um, come find us. Come talk to us. Follow us. Oh, dude, if you would, uh, man, start liking my uh, tweets. Not really my tweets because I don't tweet, but my comments. Okay, sure. I mean, if I... I I, that's what I'm saying. If I comment on something, I expect it to be liked by the Veteran Caucus page, Will, <laughs> Michael Lima... Um, I want to woof, basically. All right, you got it. You got it. All right, thanks, man. All right, guys. Well, thank you for watching. As always, we love you, and we will see you tomorrow night. Me and Bootleg here at 6 p.m. Central.